Welcome to Words and Music. I'm your host, Steve Mataloni, and for the next hour, we will be getting into the ring and sparring with some of boxing's greats, and we're going to have some uh, songwriters in their corners helping out. And here's Matthew Ryan answering the bell for round one.
And that uh, song was entitled Boxers, but had nothing to do with boxing, or at least just maybe metaphorically. Uh, Here's what Matthew Ryan um, sang on the third verse. All our heroes had no choice, some busted chords and a broken voice. A song of justice is no soaring wind you'll hum. It's a faraway dirge that might never come. I am just a poor boy, though my story seldom told. I've squandered my existence on a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises. All lies and jest, tell a man here's what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. Well, I left my home and my family, I was no more than.
And so that was another song entitled Boxers, this one from Morrissey. And that was preceded by a cover of Paul Simon's The Boxer by Emmy Lou Harris. And I chose a cover by a female voice to narrate a song that actually did have an autobiographical slant for Ryman Simon, even though he never really boxed. However, the only living boy in New York revealed that his 1968 composition was actually intended as an allegory of his bouts with the music critics, who began to pummel his reputation in the late 60s. He explained, quote, I think this song was about me. Everybody's beating me up. Here's Slade Cleaves. (laughs) 
I lit a candle for the lost and lonely And I stepped out into the night When I heard a voice call out my name From under the street lamp light I knew him from my barroom days Those were rough and rowdy times Just two old men talking about a life long left behind He said, I know that I ain't ever going back to that old life But I'll admit I sometimes think about those wild, wild nights I could never pass up defending the honor of a working girl From some tanked up low-life poser trying to take her for a twirl Or schooling some low-down rounder for dealing that bottom card If you messed with me, boys, you'd go down hard All the headaches and the handcuffs I'm glad to leave behind And these days I remember where I was last night But sometimes I still think that I could win One last bar The laughter around his eyes All them stories of my glory days He said, those are mostly lies And when it came to throwing hands How that whiskey made me dance But I never had any more than a puncher's chance He said, I know that I ain't ever going back to that old life But I'll admit I sometimes think about those I could never pass up defending the honor of a working girl From some tanked up low-life poser trying to take her for a twirl Schooling some low-down rounder for dealing that bottom card If you messed with me, boys, you'd go down hard Maybe in the end I get 
Yeah, so two punchy songs, and the first was from uh, one of our favorites, Slade Cleaves, and a tune entitled Puncher's Chance from his latest release, and that was followed by The Sweetest Punch from the Burt Bacharach-Elvis Costello collaboration from 1998, where Elvis knocks out these lines, I only saw stars, I dropped my guard, and that's how it ended. What was I to do in the blue corner where I seemed to hang suspended? Then with seconds to go, you delivered the blow. So you want to be a boxer in the golden ring? Can you punch like a southbound freight train? Tell me just one thing. Boxer, wanna be the champ? 
golden boy inside you, not a punched out tramp. If you listen and you learn, there's an honor you can earn in defender. When you do see the crown, you're a king, not a clown or contender. your finger at me I could have stopped it in the eighth and maybe kept him from his fate but the crowd would have booed I'm sure not getting their money's worth it's too bad that he had to go but there was pressure on me too you know it wasn't me that made him fall no you can't blame me at all who killed Davy Moore why and what's the reason for Not us, said the angry crowd whose screams filled the arena loud. It's too bad he died that night, but we'd just like to see a fight. We didn't mean for him to meet his death. We just meant to see some sweat. There ain't nothing wrong in that. It wasn't us that made him fall. No, you can't blame us at all. Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Not me, said his manager, puffing on a big cigar. It's hard to say, it's hard to tell. I always thought that he was well. It's too bad for his wife and kids he's dead, but if he was sick, he should have said. It wasn't me that made him fall. No, you can't blame me at all. Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Not me, says the gambling man with his ticket stub still in his hand. My, wasn't me that knocked him down. My hands never touched him none. I didn't commit no ugly sin. Anyway, I put money on him to win. It wasn't me that made him fall. No, you can't blame me at all. Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Not me, says the boxing writer, pounding print in his old typewriter, saying boxing ain't to blame. There's just as much danger in a football game. Saying fist fighting is here to stay. It's just the old American way. It wasn't me that made him fall. No, you can't blame me at all. Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? Not me, says the man whose fists laid him low in a cloud of mist. Who came here from Cuba's door where boxing ain't allowed no more. I hit him, I hit him, yes it's true, but that's what I'm paid to do. Don't say murder, don't say kill, it was destiny, it was God's will. 
Who killed Davy Moore? Why and what's the reason for? So it's uh, it's obvious that boxing and nowadays that brutal mixed martial arts, those sports are not good for your health. <laughs> uh, Paul Williams opened "So You Want to Be with uh, So You Want to Be a Boxer" from the Bugsy Malone soundtrack, and Bob Dylan followed with "Who Killed Davy Moore." Now, Davy Moore was a five foot two inch tall fighter who won the world featherweight title in 1959. And then, in a match with Sugar Ramos for the title on March 21st, 1963, Moore was defeated by technical knockout at the end of the 10th. And he seemed fine at the end of the fight, did some interviews, fell unconscious, and then tragically died. Four days later. Has anybody here seen Roberto Duran? I met him once, yeah, I shook his hand. I looked in his eyes and now I understand. Yeah, the love and the anger in the eyes of Roberto Duran. Has anybody here seen that Mexican girl? She lives up on 3rd Street in her own little world. A saint in the window and the rosary beads in her hand. Yeah, the smile of an angel in the eyes of Roberto Duran. Panama City it's 3 in the morning. They're talking about the hands of stone. New York City, loads of sun's coming up My baby's throwing everything she owns Has anybody here seen the woman I love? She'll fight down and dirty when push comes to shove She'll win every round if the fight goes according to plan With the smile of an angel in the eyes of Roberto Duran Listening to WXOJLP 103.3 Valley Free Radio in Northampton. And be sure to check out any of the 50 or so locally produced programs here at Valley Free Radio, like uh, our rootsy music programs. Uh, Bill Madden's t- uh, Roots and More on Tuesday mornings at 7, or you can try Ed Malachowski 
and his 9-volt heart on Saturdays at 5 o'clock. And before the station ID, we heard the rootsy Tom Russell and a live version of The Eyes of Roberto Duran. Now, Roberto, of course, was a, a Panamanian pounder. His uh, nickname was Hands of Stone. He fought professionally for 30 years, 119 bouts, 70 knockout victories, four division titles, including a reign as the unified lightweight champion. Now we're going to have a former heavyweight uh, champion enter the ring, and he's going to be led by Chuck Prophet.
So many mouths to feed on the farm My son who was the second to the last one born His mama ran away and his daddy beat him back And he grew up wild, good love he never had He had a left like Henry's hammer A right like Benny Bama Rode with the muggers in the dark and dread And all of them sluggers went down like lead He wouldn't stroke the fans But he had dynamite in both his hands Boom, bam, like slammer door The bell and the can and the bodies on the floor Beware, the bear's in town Somebody's money says the bear's going down Yeah, the bear never smiles Sun is going down four miles and miles Sun is going down four miles a mile Yeah Why I just didn't like him fight game chokes With his low life backers in his hands like rocks He didn't want to have a bogey man Didn't like him and he didn't like them Black Cadillac, alligator boots Money in the pockets of his short skin suits Some say the bed took a flop They couldn't believe it when they saw him drop He had a left like Henry Samuel Right like Betty Bamelin Rode with the muggers in the dark and dread And all them sluggers went down like lead was his hero, he tried to be the same But a criminal child who has a ball and chain So civil rights people didn't want him on his throne And the hacks and the cops wouldn't leave him alone everywhere The bear's in town, somebody's money says the bear's going down Yeah, the bear never smiled Sunny going down four miles and miles Sun is going down four miles and miles. At the foot of his bed with his feet on floor. There's dope in his veins and a pistol on the drawer. One no investigation says. Hated needles, but he knew too much. Chris crossed on his back, scars from his daddy like slavery tracks. The second last child was the second last king. Never again was it the same in the ring. He had a left like Henry Simmel, a right like Betty Bamelin. Rode with the muggers in the dark and dread, and all them sluggers went down like lead. Be sure about the day he was born. A motherless child sat working on the phone. 
never could be sure about the day he died The bear was the king they cast aside Beware The bear's in town Somebody's money says the bear's going down Yeah The bear never smiles Sun is going down for miles and miles Sun is going down for miles and miles And Song for Sonny Liston, and that was preceded by Chuck Prophet's Sonny Liston's Blues. And those are two songs about a pretty fearsome heavyweight, but he was best known for his losses rather than his knockouts. Sonny Liston was perhaps the most tragic of all champs, and go ahead and Google him tonight if you want to get into the gory details. And he was beaten twice by the most charismatic of all champs, Muhammad Ali, who was then known as Cassius Clay, beat Liston twice in two memorable and not to mention controversial bouts. Liston once said, someday they're going to write a blues song just for fighters. It'll be slow for guitar, soft for trumpet, and a bell. Clay, the most beautiful fighter in the world today. He talks a great deal and brags indeedy of a muscular punch that's incredibly speedy. This brash young boxer is something to see, and the heavyweight championship is his destiny. He is the greatest. great he's got speed and endurance but if you sign to fight him increase your insurance <laughs> this kid's got a left this kid's got a right if he hits you once you're asleep for the night <laughs> and as you lie on the floor while the ref counts 10 you pray that you won't have to fight me again the fistic world was dull and weary with a champ like liston things had to be dreary and someone with color, someone with dash, brought fight fans a-running with cash. <laughs> Cassius Clay. I'm the heavyweight champion of the world, and I'm going to become champion of the universe. Just what I want, a heavyweight crown, because I am great, I am the greatest.
Valley Free Radio is a proud member of Pioneer Valley Local First. Pioneer Valley Local First, encouraging people to think local so they buy and bank local first. Pioneer Valley Local First also works to encourage companies in a friendly way to be socially, locally, and environmentally responsible. Thank you, Pioneer Valley Local First, for your support. me if you can.
Johnson was boss until he met Sonny. And the bad socket to him so fast, <laughs> it wasn't even funny. But along came this pretty cat from Louisville, KY. And he wove his web around the bear <laughs> like a spider did the fly. That Louisville lip. Mm-hmm. He's on a groovy trip. Yeah. Oh, he's the greatest, the greatest song. Oh, you better know it. Yeah. The Louisville lip. Mm-hmm. He went over to London <laughs> and knocked off two English guys. And in between, he laid it on Milton Burger just for exercise. Then Terrell Williams and Patterson and old washerwoman Jaws got a real healthy sample of a left, right, left to song. The Louisville lip. Mm-hmm. He just can't be zipped. The Louisville lip. Ah, he's the greatest, the greatest, mm, you better know it, yeah, the Louisville lip, yeah. After Zora Foley took the count, he took a three-year rest. But love, sweet love brought him back again, because he's the living best. And when they matched him up with that there uh, West Coast baddie, he said, Jerry Quarry, I'm going to whoop you like I'm your daddy. And he did. <laughs> You hear it, Joe Frazier. Ah, oh, he's the greatest, the greatest. Mm, you better know it, yeah. The Louisville lip. The long came Bonafina, that there Argentine bull, who came on stronger than all the rest when push came to pull. But the pretty cat was playing possum, and in the final round, he went. And the bull went down, 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 three times. The Louisville lip. Ah, he's a daddy trip, y'all. Ah, he's the greatest, the greatest. Mm, you better know it. Do you hear me, Joe Frazier? The Louisville lip. Eddie Curtis with his homage to Ali. And uh, it was actually called the Louisville Lip. And I wonder why. (laughs) And uh, that was preceded by Johnny Wakelin. And he was floating like a butterfly and stinging like a bee with his homage, Black Superman. And we opened that hat trick with Cassius Clay's homage to himself, which he had no problem doing. Uh, Next up, we have another chronicle of a charismatic and controversial champ from the past.
Zevon's homage to Boo Boo Mancini, who became a lightweight champion of the world in 1982. And a year later, he had his first title defense against a South Korean boxer named Duck Koo Kim. And it was said that there were many more qualified fighters around, but 
Mancini chose this mystery man who's, who actually wrote on a lampshade in his motel room before the fight with Mancini, kill or be c- killed. He, he scrawled it on a lampshade. Kim held on for 13 brutal rounds before Mancini dropped him. Daku Kim did not get up again, and he never regained consciousness. He died of a cerebral hemorrhage in Las Vegas hotel uh, hospital, and his mother ended up donating his vital organs to science, and a month later, she killed herself by drinking poison. <laughs> oh, such tragedies in boxing. We're going to have LL Cool, cool J uh, ring the bell for the last round. Thanks for listening, and uh, this week, if you were thinking about becoming a professional boxer, uh, don't do that, and avoid any potential physical altercations, and then go out and do some good, you know, for goodness sake. Come on, man.